Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part of my fresh radio. My name is AO. Got the brother, 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 brother on the line with me. My man Travis what Mendez. What up, boy? What's good, man? Long time no uh, podcast. Yeah, long time no pod. <laughs> I think uh, he was just talking. I think last time Trav was on was sometime last year, I think, with Kayvon from Genius. So shouts to Genius, shouts to Kayvon. Shout out to Kayvon. Actually, funny enough, I just talked to him very briefly this morning. Dope. Uh, just about some some interesting things afoot that I cannot talk about. Absolutely. Shout out to Kayvon, man. Good guy. Yeah, man. Good guy, that Kayvon. Really good guy. So uh, before we get started, uh, everybody follow Travis at TravisBTP on Instagram and Twitter. Follow myself at AOBPMF. And of course, follow Part of My Fresh. Please subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, or just head to partofmyfresh.com. You get the link right there. So last time Trav was on was sometime last year. Like I said, we were talking to Kayvon. And usually we're in person when we do these podcasts, but I've had some interesting car happenings, so I'm kind of staying pretty local until <laughs> I get my yeah. car situated, man. It was that's I mean it's a messed up story, but it's it's slightly funny. No, it's it's actually pretty pretty hilarious. We're gonna start like maybe the weekend prior though, which I you didn't know until I told you yesterday actually happened. But yeah. we were out celebrating uh, Mrs. Mendez's birthday, and yes, shout out to Mrs. Mendez. Shout out to Mrs. Mendez. And fast forward, basically my car got towed from the building that we were celebrating from out front. <laughs> car got towed. <laughs> $185 ticket, $115 uh, ticket, uh, pardon me, $185 tow and $115 ticket. So that was Damn. how, yeah, that was, that was fun. That was a great end to a phenomenal day. You know, that was, a, was we had a, a great time day. and then I came outside to no car. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you were in the meatpacking district of all places too. So it's like, if, if anybody is listening that isn't familiar with NYC, the meatpacking district is, it's actually pretty cool. But it's a place that's notoriously known for like, uh, like rich kids that can't afford their apartment, right? But try to act like they can afford the apartment. Right. It's for like, like people that like try to like uh, use their trust fund to like buy their new Bentley. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> and I saw quite a, a few probable trust fund uh, automobiles a, out there. That there's night. a few. There's a few. You know what's a... funny? I don't even know if I told you this. Um, so the reason why we were over there, like we said, we were celebrating a birthday. Uh, went to this party. Um, shout outs to Natasha Diggs. She will not hear this, I'm sure. But DJ Natasha Diggs and Soul in the Horn, we were there. It was an incredible time, an incredible experience. Like, just Chelsea Music Hall is amazing. And as we were getting ready to leave, you wouldn't believe the person that I saw outside. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I Like, I ran into Casanova. Coming in? No, they were just standing outside. It, he was like, he, it was him and, like, I guess like a, it looked like an entourage of at least, like, 10 people. And they were talking to somebody. I don't know. I didn't go outside to like, you know, because I don't. It's weird, right? As far as celebrity goes, I'm not the type of person to like be starstruck and stuff like that. I used to be when I was younger and like anybody that did anything I used to freak out at. Now it's more like I don't, you know, I try to like keep my distance so I don't want to interfere. But when I saw him there, like it was so weird because 
he just he just came off mad normal. Like he didn't like it wasn't even though he had like ten people around him, there was nothing about him that made me feel like, oh man, this dude is like he thinks he's big shit or he thinks he's like crazy. He just came off like a very casual, respectable guy. I really respect that's that. dope. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I was just having a, a conversation similar uh, with somebody. Just like when I was younger, you know, you see people on TV or hear them on the radio or read about them in a magazine or whatever the case is, and yeah. you see them in person, and, and it's like, oh shit! And we go say hello or you know, dap or you know. Now I just I don't care whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like I just does it doesn't yeah. move me. I've been around enough. I see a lot of these people. It's even That's like the when they're off, it's still part of the show. Because they have to mm-hmm. be something outside in the public, so I'm just good. Like you know, it's funny too. I feel like so, and and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of people that haven't lived that kind of lifestyle don't necessarily understand it, so they don't see it from the perspective of uh, uh, how honestly realistic it is. If you really just sit down and think about some of the things that these celebrities do for fame for attention to keep their name out there to keep you interested it's super straightforward it's just dumb like this is actually a beautiful segue um i was in la uh for a few weeks uh, about two weeks like a a few weeks ago and la i love la um la is awesome i have a different experience with la because i'm a musician so a lot of musician friends are there a lot of songwriters a lot of producers just really really dope people but there is the la that's very fake it's very like i'm trying to be somebody and i don't care who i have to step on in order to get there and you know i have a few friends i'm not gonna name anybody but i have a few friends that are following that kind of lifestyle you know so it's very interesting to see people when they have nothing and how humble and how, you know, just happy they are to even be doing their job versus like someone that's just like greedy and starving for fame and how that corrupts people and how in a way we as like a general audience have allowed them to corrupt themselves. And it it may, it may be messed up to say, but think about all the, artists and the celebrities that we watch all the time that we follow on social media that we look at on you know the shade room and the things that they do to like garner attention like these people half of these people don't do this stuff in real life it's really for a camera yeah absolutely and because the camera's always got to be on it they kind of develop and you know what i mean it's there there for the camera and yeah it's there for the camera and it's there for the response that the attention gets them. And if it doesn't get the response, then right. there's an entire complete other direction of emotional response that they go through themselves. They shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Like or, there's, or there's, act out more to try to turn it back around in their favor. Right. I was just about to say, so there was a, I believe it was DJ Boo. Shout out to DJ Boo too. There was an article about like a month ago that basically talked about how rappers in the modern age pretty much were getting on and how they used like memes and they would start beef with like random people and they would, you know, just do things that were super outlandish that were going to keep you talking about them, whether it was about their music or just about them. There's, there's, and I'm sure a lot of people understand that too, that obviously to be talented, you don't need rainbow colored hair. You don't need face tattoos. 
to's. You don't need, you know what I mean, to have this like super larger than life presence. But if you want to get money and you want to live that kind of life, that's what you got to do. But people think that if you don't do those things that you can't be successful. And that is so far from the truth. It's like, I wish more people talked about that side of it. Yes, it's harder. I'm not going to front like it's not harder, but it's not impossible. You really don't have to be like that. And I'm not saying that because of my situation. I'm just saying that because I just really want more people to be normal. Like, it would just be nice to have somebody that I can actually relate to and then listen to their song and be like, man, I really get you. I think that's uh, that's a big part of J. Cole's appeal, for instance. That's a yeah. big part of J. Cole's appeal because, like, he's one person who, not even uh, not being with the gimmicks, but he's never really had a feud like that where, you know, you have to throw a shot subliminally at somebody to prove that you're better than them. There's never been any of that. There's never mm-hmm. been any any drama. It's literally like I kind of just want to make my music and then I want to go home. And well, if I'm on no, the road, do, I'll do, do this, remember? whatever, and then I'll go home. It's not part of the circus. There's no circus there, you know. And there, there are a few. True. There are yeah. quite but a I few artists that the, like the that. Little, the little pump situation that happened almost escalated into that. But it because J. Cole was who he was, it, it never reached that far. In, in fact, he ended up meeting up with him and talking to him and, and making it a whole like Yeah, for sure. Like, it's, it's a teachable moment. Know? It's like, yo, let me yeah. play you to the side. I remember when uh, Fat Joe... Um, cause he had a, uh, like a video podcast or a show or whatever on title. And mm-hmm. I think six, nine was a guest there and it went, you know, there were a couple of clips from there that went around and became a viral thing because Joe was really trying to, you know, tell him to watch your energy, watch the people you're around. This shit is going to catch up and they're watching you now, you know, so mm-hmm. you're hot and it's and it fast forward. That's exactly what happened. Um, yeah. there are quite a few people, you know, in the industry and a lot of them are the, are, are the people that have either kind of been around for a little bit and they've seen something you know we see the money come in we see how the money has to go out and then the next time you get a bag it's like let me do right by it you know so right. they've seen like the ups and downs people that have been around for a long time and there's a lot of game to be soaked up from having a conversation with when with one of them but then there's a lot of people that are just always going to be part of the clown shit you know always part of the circus yeah. always the attention it is what it is it's part of the entertainment business but the, like the, the news yeah. cycle is as much a part of a lot of these people's career as their product you know right i think it's also like i i sometimes try to think about the fact that a lot of people especially that do all the gimmicks some of these guys and girls they come from like just the bottom of the bottom like just these random no-name places that you know nobody really like gets out of or comes from and they hit it off and they hit it big and it's almost like like some people try to disassociate themselves from what they were raised around or what they were around because it's kind of like they associate that place with like you know failure or stagnancy or or normalcy, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's these things that people are like, I, I want to be the best. I want to be the biggest. I want to live the most luxurious life. And people don't recognize until they're in it what that really means. You can want to have a bunch of money, but if you don't know how to save and invest money, it's a waste. You can want to have a business and be the most successful business person but if you don't know shit about business, how are you expecting to run a proper business? 
You know, like there's all these people that want to be these things and they go in for it and they don't take the right steps towards it. They don't have enough people around them to like guide them in the right direction. And life for some people will kick your ass enough to where you'll either figure it out or you'll fall victim to it. And I feel like a lot more people need to recognize that it's not the game, the gimmicks and all that shit is fun. But at the end of it all, like it's, it's just not a game. And, and I can say that from seeing some of like the artists that I personally looked up to when I was younger and seeing what their lives have turned into now, like not for nothing. I don't know if we touching the subject, but the R Kelly situation, right now, R Kelly used to be I was having a conversation with my brother-in-law yesterday about this shit. R. Kelly was obviously one of the biggest R&B acts, you know, in our generation. This dude made hand over foot money, like just like and this is back in the 90s before streaming and all shit got so complicated where he's really just making stupid money, right? factor in like decades later he's going through these trials and all this other crazy stuff the man can't even afford bail right how do you go from having millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to not being able to afford bail you got a lot of artists that like were the greatest thing in their time and then by the end of their lives they die broke like how does that happen? Obviously, that means that you're you don't have the right people around you. You're not watching your money wisely. You're spending like you still have it, and you got bad habits that you can't break. And everybody and a lot of people fall victim to it. It's not like it's a you know it, this isn't a shame thing. It's just more so like. Nah, not only care. that, it's not a shame thing, and it's also this is not something that's exclusive to the entertainment business. This happens everywhere. Like you right, look at, exactly. for instance, people that hit lotto, and you see how many stories there are people that hit lotto and then become broke. I remember one of my favorite documentaries, and I say favorite just because it was really, really deep, not because it was like I had a great time watching it. It was painful to watch, but it was the thirty for thirty uh, ESPN documentary. Yeah, yes, broke. that shit that's was like painful to watch. That's like my favorite documentary. Yo. It, it, yeah. it, but you know what? It's a beautiful... Yo, if anybody is listening to this podcast, if you listen to anything A and I say, please, for the love of God, if you haven't watched the 30 for 30 Broke documentary, please go watch that. It will change everything. It literally changed my entire perspective on what I'm getting into. Just entertainment in any sense of the word, right? Whether it's music, sports... Uh, film, you know, TV, what, whatever you, it is that you decide to do, ra- even radio. People don't understand how there's so many different factors in your life that can affect the money you make, and it has nothing to do with you. It's, ju- I mean, it's the cycle. One of the biggest things that people don't really take into account is that when you're, if 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 you get to a position that you can sit, you can consider yourself to be hot, there's a window. And that window will close. And then mm-hmm. if you are not able to reinvent yourself or in the case of being an athlete, when your body is just done and you don't have any other tricks or skills or tools in the bag to be able to. All right. This is where my next you know, stream of money is going to come from. It can come and go. And then you just have conversations about shit you used to do, but can't do anymore. And that's it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's really crazy because speaking about like the NBA, right? Uh, and or even football, like you have a lot of people. If you think about it like this, right? A career really doesn't last that long, on average. You have your LeBrons, you have your Stephs, you have your James Hardens, you have your Chris Pauls, you have you you have your legendary. You're doing ways that you know. Shouts to Dwayne Wade that's uh, retiring now. You have these people that make the 15, 16 years in the game, 20 years in the game. Shouts to Vince Carter. You know what I mean? Like Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Like, like shit. Rondo was there for a while. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people that do make it to that status before the majority. You you got like five years. Yep. Tops. Tops. And a lot of people and. It's great to have the confidence and feeling like you're going to be the great because that's what you need in order to survive. You should always push yourself to be as great as your potential is. But realistically, you got like five years tops. If you're lucky, if you don't have any injuries, if you don't have – like if you're just decent at playing, you got five years. So after the five years is done, like I said, this is a career, Right. What do you do? What's next? Because you got to figure something out. And life for a lot of people may be short, but it's very long. So let's say you get into the league at 21. By 26, you're done. What are you doing for the rest of your life? Bingo. Like where, where do you go? You know what I mean? And, and, me, and the only thing I could speak on is music because that's, that's all we know. But it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, the longer I stay in this industry, the less and less people I see and the more we're just shocked that we're still here. Like the the, the conversation changed from, man, like, yo, I'm the best, blah, 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 to like, damn, yo, I'm just grateful that I'm still here. That's a, that's and, a phenomenal way. Hold on. Hold on. That's a, a phenomenal way to stamp that really quick. Um, mm-hmm. for all, everybody that's listening to this podcast that is is in music or aspiring to be in music, one of the things I forever, ever, ever, ever always try to impart upon somebody is go read um, how to make it in the new music the new business, music business by yeah. Ali Hurston. Mm-hmm. Check out the Music Entrepreneur Club. Um, yep. I have a code for that. I'll make sure that's in the podcast notes. Make sure you educate yourself on how publishing works on how Mm -hmm. distribution works, on the different ways and routes you can make your money. I'll make sure all of that stuff is in the show notes because all the information is what's going to, you know, give your career legs. You can have all the talent in the world, but the information is what's going to give your career legs as well as the people that you know and the people that know you. So what we're going to do right quick, we're going to take a very, very quick. And when I do say quick, I mean, it's a 60 second commercial break. We're going to be right back. Now, my man Trav is part of... A nice little collective that just dropped a project. If you know about it, you know about it. But if you don't, we're going to talk about it when we come right back. It's part of my fresh radio. Part of my fresh radio. I got Travis Mendez on the line right here at TravisBTP on Instagram, on Twitter. Now, we were talking and laying down some heavy music business and just life game in general. Make sure you get your motherfucking money right. But um, really quick, we were talking about some real life shit, right? And... I was mentioning while we're on the phone, so the second half to the first half of my 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 car automobile adventures, right? So a couple of days ago, I'm 
eight thirty in the morning. I'm sitting in a in a left turning lane, and it was a. Uh, I don't want to give like too much information about this car <laughs> out. It was insane, okay. just insane. Let me let me tell you, like it was a it was a black car. I'm not going to tell you the make of the model or the the, the the state that this plate was in, but the plate was so sexy. That's what it said. That was the plate. <laughs> it was so sexy. Whatever. So I'm I'm behind this car. There's a car in front of that car. We're all waiting to turn left, or so I think. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, this person in the so sexy mobile floors it backwards into my car, just slams into my car and then pulls off, goes into the opposite lane of oncoming traffic, goes around all of the other cars and makes a right through a red light and then leaves. Right. Wow. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I'm still drinking coffee. Everybody knows, like, I'm a coffee guy. Haven't even finished the first cup. It's early in the day. I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, I don't believe this shit just happened. Rip my license plate off of the car. So now I got to go out in the street, pick the license plate up, get back in the car, pull my car over into a gas station that was next to me, call the cops. Cops take 40 minutes, 40 minutes to respond, right? I actually had to, oh on foot, God. yeah, on foot had to stop a cop at a, at a light and say, you know, I've been here waiting. The guy was like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to go check this thing out and then I'll come back and... Everything wow. alright? Are you hurt? Are you injured? So it was, it was wow. insane, an insane way. You should have lied. You should have just told him like, "Yeah, I broke my neck." Yeah, like I think I'm, I think I'm <laughs> bleeding inside my chest. It was insane. It was insane. So yeah, that's why, that's why Trav and I are on the phone. Like my car is running and all of that, but you know, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make sure everything is definitely all the way good before I start making treks out to Brooklyn and all that. But I was gonna say like yeah, it's probably in in the best of interest for you to probably just be home right now yeah, i'm just waiting on it good with i'm waiting on insurance good luck to check with that your out. cars man it's tight yeah, <laughs> it was, it's such a pain in the ass i was i've just i've never seen that and then like somewhat while i'm still waiting on the cops this is maybe about 15 or 20 minutes after i made the first uh call um there was some people that saw the accidents to say they said they would wait with me um to make sure that they could tell you know tell the cops that this actually did happen so it wasn't just my word against whatever right we see the same car that hit me across the street in a shopping center and then it's Yo. like backing out into the middle of traffic it was just insane so now we're looking like i don't know if this guy is trying to circle a block if he has something if he's on something i'm not sure what's going on here but this is wild and it's too early in the day this is not how I pictured my day See, starting. Now, wait, all right. So let me ask you a question about that. Cause I just thought about this. Okay. So, because I feel like a lot of people, right? If you had this conversation with them, the first initial reaction would be, "Yo, you were still there, man. Yo, I would have. Yo, I would have. You know." And they would have went down this whole thing about like what they would have done, and they would have probably like ran across the street like a mad person right, and right, tried to like, you know what I'm saying? Like try to drag them out and, turn, nah. and make this whole situation. Here's the thing. And, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, no, no I, no. I was just curious. Cause I was, um, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, if I was in that situation, like, and I saw the car that hit me, like how I would react and nine times out of 10, right. I would probably only react if I had my girl and it's messed up to say, right. But in reality, it's kind of, I feel like I would only want to put on because somebody else is seeing me there and it would like, it would have triggered my ego. Yeah, I can understand that. Stupid, you I know can, what I'm saying? Yeah, I can understand that. But like, I, I've been in positions like that where something happened and like my girl was with me. 
But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm also looking like, you know, one of the, one of the top rules in life, don't ever fuck the money up. So right. if I had absolutely no fault, right, I wasn't even moving. And by the way, uh, folks, this is the third time I've been at a red light and been hit by another car, right? Not even moving, <laughs> not moving. It's the third time in my life I've been in a car at a light and been hit by another car. First time from the front, but nonetheless, the third time. But you know, the, the accident itself, I wasn't at fault whatsoever. I wasn't even moving. It got backed into me. So something like that. Yeah, I see you. And my, you know, alarm is kind of going off to make sure that I'm still safe. Because, I, again, I don't know what this person is doing or what the story is here. You already left the scene of an accident and then you show up across the street. You're not in your right mind. I don't know what you're capable of. I don't even know who you are. Um, right. The other thing is, like, I'm not going to put true. myself in a position to to yeah you were definitely not at fault in that accident but because you ran across the street and you assaulted this person right you know what i mean and like, that, I don't that, ever I fuck that's the money the point, that's the point that i'm trying to get to it's like a lot of people say things that they would do not recognizing the after effects of it right there's consequences to every action that you make so if i let's just be frank for a second right i am a very large dark-skinned man in america of all places thankfully in new york but in america of all places all i gotta do is breathe on something the wrong way and everything get fucked up and i'm not saying that just to say it it's obviously proven at this point and 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 it's not uh to be disrespectful or to make this a political thing nothing like that it's just this is like my personal truth right the moment that I get into certain situations, it's nothing for them to arrest me. It's nothing for them to lock me up. It's nothing for them to like place blame before they even know what the situation is just because of my stature. Right now, if you live in America and you've never encountered anything like that, you would not understand where I'm coming from. But for those of you that have, you know exactly what I mean. Usually you're the ones that as soon as like some shit goes down, everybody's looking at you. Yo, the audio just dropped out, folks, Yo, for like scary. two or three seconds or whatever. But yeah, man, like it's very, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely a hundred percent true. Yo, it's it's a it's a hundred percent true, and it's like it's it's really not. Like I said, it's not to to be biased, right? It's just I feel like moving forward personally in my life, I'm trying to be more honest about things and give like a perspective that some people may not necessarily think about all the time right being the big dude is not always being the protector it's not always sometimes we're the most feared and fearful because we know what's at stake we all naturally judge right so i'm not gonna stand here and act like prejudice isn't real and stuff like that because we all do it in some way, shape, or form. You might not look at it a certain way, but we all judge people. Whether And even if you feel like you're the nicest person, I've seen a lot of nice people, especially if they were skinny, judging a lot of fat people for nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, it, it, like, we like let's not front here. But it's something to really think about to get a different perspective. Like, just a shoe on the other foot. Like, would you be able to live your life comfortably knowing that Anytime you walk out, you get caught up in a situation that even if it's not your fault, you just know that you got to go through the ringer for it. 
Very interesting, man. It's very interesting. Very. And I know, like, you know, within my family coming from a wild-ass diverse background, I got a lot of different backgrounds, you know, that are directly mm. related to me. So I have, like, so many different perspectives. Plus, you know, being outside young and going, like, outside of my neighborhood and seeing different people and being able to interact with different people and different families and see how they, you know, kind of keep their family together, their household together. It's 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 so it's always been like embedded in my mind how at the end of the day, how similar we really are. But because of how we're programmed over the years through Mm -hmm. various means, you know, through various means, the textbooks that you read when you're in school, the books they they assign you to read for projects, the things you see on TV, how this particular channel has a slant that the other channel doesn't because they're in competition. So we have to take an angle as opposed to just stating the facts of what happened the papers the magazines everything every industry there are so many different perspectives that become part of just the way you think because you're programmed that way you know what i'm saying but when you actually have one-on-one conversations with somebody or you're at a table with a few people and you just have open honest dialogue with somebody you know instead of getting on on Twitter and you don't know this person, you see a picture and a couple of words and then you have to throw a couple of words back at them and it just gets nasty and nobody goes anywhere. We literally all at the end of the day want the same things. Most people are pretty decent people, right? Most people want the same things. We all want somewhere to live. We want something to eat, some nice shit to wear. We want to be healthy. We want our loved ones to be healthy. We want to have fun, make some money, be able to not be stressed out, that kind of shit. Obviously, you have outliers, right? You have, this is why you have criminals. There are people that don't care about how somebody else feels or anything, and they'll knock you over to get what they want. I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. like, most people are decent human beings. Of course. And when you start getting into you know different backgrounds and cultures those things are supposed to be shared right those are things that like i come from over here this is how we do it oh shit that's how you do it let's share let's you season your food this way i season mine that way let's let's break bread right you know what i'm saying that's right. really what it's Very supposed true. to be if you start looking at like the history of how human we can have a whole podcast just specifically on this and i actually do want to you know i've done you know, a ton I, of I think, I think it may be necessary at some point, yeah, man. I, I, like... I want to, and I want to bring like uh, a few other people in and just have a nice roundtable talk on just race and background and culture and different things like that because it's it's fascinating, right? But when you start really just looking at the the like the history of how humans evolved and that kind of shit, like all of this shit is race is a thing that was invented to divide people it was invented by people to divide people so the fact that people even call themselves black or call themselves white or call themselves anything that's related to the color of your skin shit did not exist before it was convenient to have that argument because we need to divide people to keep the power that's a fact you know what i'm saying and but it's become a truth it's not like when when people say like race is a social construct 100 percent true but the truth of nowadays is and it's been the truth for the last few hundred years you it's a real thing because it's been the way that society has been built you know what i'm saying so there's no way you can't ignore it you can't just not look at at people's back you have to uh uh, uh you you have to deal with it it's a truth right it's an unfortunate truth because again like it's 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 nothing to bring it's nothing that's here or was designed to ever bring people together it was definitely right. in place to keep old money old and people in power, hundred percent. 
that's it but uh Crazy. yeah I'm, I'm i definitely do want to have like a nice again like i was saying i did you know did a bunch of 23 and me a bunch of ancestry just read a bunch mm-hmm. and that was all not all new information but that was information that was you know just something to like refresh things that i already knew and already felt and believed because again right. coming from you know, like I live in Long Island, but I live in Roosevelt, Long Island, right? So there's a big ass difference from what people know Long Island or believe Long Island to right. be. Right. And, yeah, and and that's hanging that's out, so true too. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out with different people out in those other neighborhoods in Long Island. Going to school. I've been in a couple of private schools, going to school there. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I have family that's in different neighborhoods all over Brooklyn, all over the Bronx, and being over there and being with just being with different people. You, when you get to the the common denominators that we all share, we all want the same shit, man. And when yeah. you start seeing people like being divided up, and this is kind of where I'm going to end this segment. We'll start talking about the Hudson Village joint. But when you yeah. see people like dividing themselves based on religion, based on sex, based on race, based on all of this, people start like saying that because you're a woman, you're supposed to make less money. Or because you're this race, you're supposed to be doing this type of job or you speak this language. So you're not as intelligent as people that speak that language. It's it's all bullshit. And it's all at the end of the day designed to keep somebody above you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but definitely we can deep dive in that. shit. We go. We don't. I mean, this is this is why you also need to have more podcast <laughs> so that we can really start getting we need to start talking about some real shit. All right. Nah, I mean, yo, come it, after the it, man. Yo, this is these are conversations, fam. <laughs> like, this is why I love doing, um, you know, this this form of media. First of all, there's nobody that's programming or producing me, so nobody could tell me what to say. Nobody could tell me right. what to talk about. And I love this kind of a platform because we can, on one hand, talk about some of the most arbitrary, non-important things that just happen to be fun, crack a bunch of jokes, and then we can get mm. on some real shit and talk about like how, at the end of the day, society is built on money. So this is how to keep more money in your pocket and how to do smart shit with. This is how you probably shouldn't be looking at things. Maybe you should try this perspective. Maybe you should go outside and talk to more people that don't look like you. You know, we could have yeah. those conversations as well because this is how we talk, period, on a regular basis. You know Very what I'm saying? true. But, yeah, let's get in the, you know, kind of one of the things you've been busy doing. Um, it's, uh. it's almost like interesting, right? Because, like, I have to host a podcast and I am having a conversation with you. But I talk yeah. to you every day, so I have to like remember the timestamps to remember like, oh shit, did we cover this or not? <laughs> yeah. Like we just had, True. you know, it's 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 always funny. But yeah, Hudson Village, right? So yes, you YS J Bell, Mister Milan, hey, talk about it. So Hudson Village is a group. Uh, so initially, before I even uh, talk about it, I gotta say, shouts out to the Vamp, shouts out to YS for to Milan and especially J Bell. Um, three of the most talented people I have ever had the honor um, and the pleasure to ever work with. Um, Those are my brothers just as much as um, my whole PMF crew. And and essentially what Hudson Village is, is Hudson Valley was a group that was started by uh, YS and J-Bell. We worked with them frequently um over the last year two well a few years actually and we built up this collection of records that we've kind of just been honestly sitting on just prepping for other things to come out this year and we just figured you know 
why not just put it out? You know, like, you know, let's see, like, if people really respond to it. Uh, we called the group Hudson Village, and it's literally just the four of us just, you know, being ourselves and just kind of showcasing the kind of sound and the kind of vibes that we are trying to introduce to the world. So um, each one of these guys is a powerhouse talent on their own. Um, Jay Bell is <laughs> a ridiculous lyricist and producer. Um, YS is just the the granddaddy of it all. Like this dude, this dude's vision for the sound and the sonics is like impeccable. And we you have know, the same name. Shouts to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I, I go to get into the whole YS thing, but you know, yeah. Um, and Malon, obviously, you know, Malon's been a complete like threat, like for years now. You know, not only killing it with John and and not only killing it on his own terms but just literally he's a chameleon like whatever he can whatever he can get on he just creates this new sound and you know I'm coming up and doing my thing you know I'm a nice writer I'm starting to produce a little bit you know I heard of you I heard of you yeah yeah you know I'm I'm around I'm around so uh we just these are just like literally a couple songs out of like a very large plethora of songs that we were kind of like yeah like let's just Let's put it out. Let's just see. We wanted to put it out like last summer, um, especially like there's a song on there called Secret Passion that we really felt like, it, you know, it's a very summery kind of joint. It's a very like, you know, sunset beach vibes kind of joint. And, um, you know, things we were kind of just like caught up in so many other projects that we didn't get a chance to. So now we released it to the world. That's just the uh, first taste of many, many records to come this year. Uh, I don't want to get into like super detail about everything, but I will tell you this: please pay attention to everything that is going to be dropping from our camp this year. There's a lot of music coming out. There's a lot of great music coming out. We, we're flexing like super hard, <laughs> like super <laughs> super hard. So I'm just super excited, uh, not only for these guys and and for the group, but just for music in general. It's it's a very refreshing project. Um, and that's, I think the, the biggest, uh, biggest thing I've been getting from, from having this out is how refreshing it is to hear something like this. You know, like I've heard people have played the the project is very short too. It's like 14 minutes long. So it's not like it's going to take up your whole day. It's not a bunch of records. It's like six songs on there. And you literally could like on your way walking to the bus or like, just jogging, you know what I mean? You can listen to the whole project and it's like tasteful. The people that I've known have listened to this song like seven, eight, nine times in a row, just playing the whole EP over and over and over again because it's just that good. So don't take my word for it. I would appreciate it if you looked it up yourself and really, you know, just gave us your straight opinions. Tell us what you think about it. I really feel like there's a song on there for everyone. Um, the, like I think the the fan favorite right now is between the intro No Valley Just You. Um, shout out to Jay Bell and YS on that one because it's just an incredible song. Um, and Secret Passion, another incredible song. Felt is another record that was just like one of those low key like we're just fucking around like not you know it's not this wasn't the, the I think the funniest thing too. Sorry to ramble a little bit, but the funniest thing too about this project is that we didn't go in with the intent of like, yo, we trying to make hits or we're trying to like 
being thick. We just wanted to be ourselves and as authentic as possible. And I think that's really the best way that you can make music. Uh, like for a long time, I was steady trying to chase hits and trying to chase this like idea when it essentially <laughs> shouts to Hennessy <laughs> straight up. <laughs> you need them hits, bro. Yeah, <laughs> get them hits. Oh man, Hennessy, not not the drink. Yeah, the drink. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. <laughs> we'll leave that there. But um, but yeah, like I think as artists, sometimes you get so caught up in trying to, you know, because it's a business and and you're trying to make money and. If you listen to what the execs and what everybody's going to tell you, it's, you know, you need to be chasing these hits, you need to be chasing the sound, you need to be doing what's out. When in reality, the thing that sets off the the future are the people that decided to go against the grain and just be themselves. And that is in, essentially like over time, when Trap first came out, nobody was trying to hear it. Everybody was like, yo, what is this trash? What is this blah, blah? Now, trap has made hip hop the number one genre in the world. You can't front, even if you don't like it, you can't front on it. But it's because they had a few people that were just like, "I just want to do something that's different, and it's me. This is what I like." So I think that uh, Hudson Village is that kind of record where I think it's the beginning of something really incredible, you know, and and could really transcend something bigger than what's out absolutely i enjoyed the project um i invite everybody to check out uh you know check out look up either hudson valley or hudson village you're gonna find it either way but it's, yep. it's out there it's on uh you know all the streaming sites go to spotify go to title yeah title out music soundcloud yep it's everywhere yeah it's make everywhere. sure you check and, it out on the last like, go ahead and like i said before like Every guy that's in this uh, group all have different types of music coming out, too. So right. please, you know, be on the lookout for Jay bell shit. He has some incredible music coming out um, that I'm so, so happy to even have been blessed to not only hear, but be a part of some of it. Um, YS and Mylon have a group together. Uh, I don't want to give away all the information. I feel like that's not my place to speak on. But... Uh, Please look out for that too. That that's a very very special project that they're coming out with. We got another. We got a lot more Hudson Valley and Hudson Village joints coming out this year. And I am dropping my EP uh, this sooner than later. I'll say that much. But it will be coming out this year. We've been working really hard on that one too. So, so it, I feel like if you like what you heard on this, if you like what you hear on this, you're going to love this year. I concur. I agree. Um, I played Felt on the last episode of Part of My Fresh Radio, along with a, a new joint from Loriana May and a new joint from uh, my man Ray Loves You. But I played Felt. Mm -hmm. So to end this episode off... I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. To end this episode off, um, what song do you want to play from that project? Ah, oh, man. I mean, you got to play Secret Passion because like, right. it's, it's just a good vibe. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to leave people with like a really nice feeling for the day so cool definitely so, secret passion we're gonna get into secret passion if you haven't heard the project yet just you know stay tuned and listen to that if you have sing along because you probably already know the words uh my man travis mendez again at travis btp on instagram and on twitter 
and I am at AOBPMF. And make sure you follow at Part of My Fresh and subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Mixcloud. I drop once a week. I'll see you next week. Trav, any last words? Just be good to one another. We're better, stronger, we're stronger together than apart. That's it. I, it was fire. I mean, my last words, <laughs> I'm about to go get a chopped cheese and a water. But no doubt. <laughs> <laughs>